Welcome to Arbor Bridge Church's weekly podcast with your teacher, Daryl Canty. Arbor Bridge Church exists to bridge the gospel and our community by connecting people to Jesus and each other. Visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com. Yesterday I got to speak at a youth event um, in Rochester. And when I, when I get to speak at events where people don't get to hear me all the time, often what happens is I, I, I try to show out because um, they're not used to me and they don't know what it's going to be like. They don't know how, how I am. And, and so typically once I start speaking, they're, they're relatively surprised um, and, you know, I'm just wilder than they expect me to be. Um, and uh, the, the, struggle, the struggle with that is, is this, is this. Um, <clears throat> I think that it's about me. Like, I come on stage and I've got a thing to do. And so I'm, I, you know, I want them to, I want them to like me and I want them to think my speaking's really good. So I come up there and I'm trying to bring it and be super animated. Um, and I think it's about me. But what it's really like is this my job, my job is to somehow help people to to see Christ in some way just a little see, see who he is see what he's like uh, and, and they'll be far more impressed by him than they are of me uh, it is similar to a, a story I shared with some of you guys before I I, I emceed this event um, once where I had to introduce the, the main speaker. And so I, I, you know, I get up and I'm talking and I'm trying to get people's attention and no one cares that I'm there. No one cares about what my role is. And they, they give me, you know, they give me half their attention. The, the person that I was, one of the, the person that I was introducing is Lloyd Carr. Um, and if you know, Lloyd Carr is, is a former uh, head coach for, for Michigan football. They don't care about me. They don't want to hear me talk. They're like, get off the stage. We want to hear Lloyd Carr talk. And it was, it was, it was this great moment of clarity for me because all my job was to do, all my job was is to say, okay, everybody, here's Lloyd and, and get off the stage. And, and truly, truly, that is what I really hope to do today and anytime I speak. I shouldn't say anytime because, like I said, lots of times I get in my head. I just want to say, here's Jesus. He's super great. I hope I can, I can do that today. I hope I can do that today. So that when you walk away, you'll be thinking, hey, Jesus, he's something else. Like the intro, the thing that I, uh, that I give to him makes you not think of me, but just think about, I, I want to get to know that Jesus. I want to get to know that guy. Let me pray that that would happen. We can continue. Dear Father, uh, you, you have loved me and given me something to say. 
Help me set my mind on things above, not on things on earth. I pray that I would finish the work that you've given me to do, which is to reveal Christ to, to my friends and family today. I pray that that would happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I, 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 uh, I want to confess to you that I really don't like when there's inequality in, in, in my most important relationships. Um, and I don't, I don't mean racial equality. Um, I mean a kind of relational equality um, where, where I kind of, in my mind, even if this is not true, I picture myself as the one doing all the work. Um, I, I, if it begins to feel that way, um, if I even think it's that way, from my perspective, even if it's not true. Um, it's not very long. It won't be very long before I start complaining um, or if I give up uh, or I say, I'm not spending time with that person anymore or, or uh, you know, thinking about how, how can I get out of rela- this relationship? How can I spend less time with this person? Um, I, I like when there's equality in the relationship. Um, there, there, there's got to be give and take in the relationship. And, w- and when I say that, what I mean is there, there has to be the same amount of give and take. Like, or... or if you want, you can give more than me, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. Um, I can't be giving more than you in the relationship. Not, not, not long-term, you know, not, you know, I can do it a little bit for a little, a small amount of time, maybe a day, but like, you know, the, the state of the relationship can't be me giving you, giving more than you all the time. Um, I, and the bottom line is, is that if you do your part in the relationship, I'm glad to do my part. And that's my take on mutual submission. Um, I'll submit to you, and you give me what I want, um, and you submit to me, and I'll, I'll give you what you want. And that, that's the way that mutual submission will work for us. Um, is that how Jesus mutually submits to us in our relationship? That, and again, the, the little intro I just did right there, you can ask my wife, that isn't, I'm, not, I'm not making it up for preacher stories. I mean, that is true. It is how I feel. I wonder if Jesus does that. And this, this, is, so this is the part where I want to present to you a Jesus that is mind-boggling. Listen to this. You, you see... At just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Verses like this bother me because I like to imagine that I'm a good person. Um, the kind of person who might die for someone else or the kind of person that someone else would want to die for. I'm going to care about people. I want to help others. Um, but what the Bible teaches, that, teaches is, is that on my own, at my core, I'm powerless. I'm a powerless, ungodly sinner. Um, 
That is what these, these verses, these verses say about me. That's what they say about me. Uh, so first, and I want to, I want to break these out for just, just a second. First, powerless. So in the original language that these were written in, this means weak, um, infirm. It makes me think of what happens to our bodies at the end of our lives. Um, the, we can't, we can't do what we used to do. Um, and in some cases, we end up needing the help of others to do the smallest of things. Um, and this, this is what that means, powerless, lacking, um, you're, you're, starting, you're starting to lack strength. You're, you're, losing, you're losing the, the kind of dignity that you like to keep for yourself. Um, the, 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 you're lacking the ability to do, to do things of consequence. Um, and and it, it's kind of like, like as time goes on, like running through, through cement that's getting harder and harder as you, as you take each step. Um, that kind of the, the, the powerlessness. Um, and... Like, like the powerlessness that I have in my life to, to not be selfish uh, or, or to, 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 we have to, to, not, to, not, uh, to, not, to not like to belittle people or belittle our loved ones or, or to, to keep ourselves, you know, the, the, the powerlessness that we have in our lives to keep ourselves from snapping at the people that we love the most when we're tired or hungry or you know, that kind of powerlessness. Um, powerlessness, the inability to do what's right for very long. Uh, second, ungodly. Um, what this means is you have no awe of God or no fear of God. Um, and I, I'm, I, I'm not concerned with what God wants or what he, what he, what he says. Um, it, it's like, it's like if, if you, I came to your house one day, um, and your, one of your parents passed or both your parents passed away and you were cleaning out their house and you had this, this super ancient family heirloom precious to you and you brought it out to me and I said, Oh, wow. Can I see that? And you say, oh, yeah, just, just be careful. And you put it in my hands, and I threw it down. You would be horrified, right? That awe, that, that, that care that you had, when you gave it to me, I didn't have that. <laughs> the commands of the Lord are precious. But I, I discard them like garbage. That, that's the ungodly portion. And then last, sinner. Um, and we, we, you know, we use this word all the time. I, I, think, I think ungodly has to do with describing my heart, but sinner has to do with my intentionality and my actions and my thoughts. Um, sinner is someone devoted to doing wrong, to breaking God's commands. Powerless, ungodly sinner. So, at that moment, at that very moment, when I'm at my worst, least lovable, giving the least, Christ steps in and does the most. He lays down his life for me. He, he comes down from heaven and puts himself in submission to me. He, he says it like this. He says, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all of those he's given to me. But raise them up for the last day. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And this is what this, I think this is what this looks like. So on, on this side, you know, you've got our, our powerless, ungodly sinner. And then on this side, for, for Christ, what he's bringing to the table is his service and sacrifice and submission. And we could go on for all day, all night long about what his list is like, right? And there's absolutely nothing mutual about this list, right? 
absolutely nothing mutual about this list. There's nothing going on that's 50-50 or, you know, you do your part, Daryl, and I do my part. Um, or, or, or there's just nothing like that. There's nothing like that. We've got to make sure everybody does their fair share. Let me read this again to you. Christ, arise right on time to make this happen. Oh, there's such a blessing when somebody comes right on time. Christ arrives right on time. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand someone good and noble uh, we can understand how someone good and noble can inspire us to selfless, selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. Um, my friend uh, Michael and I, we were talking a little bit about how sports gambling is, there's this huge rise of sports gambling right now. Um, and it, 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 you know, if you listen to any of the commercials, they make it look like you know you, you just can't lose. You just can't lose. We're going to give you a ton of money. Um, it is what it is. What it makes me think about though is this: if you want to win big, you got to bet big, right? Like any time I've ever been to the casino, I go in there with like twenty dollars, and then I say, okay, when that's done, I'm out. And so, like, the most I've ever, like, when I, when I get to, like, $35, I'm, I look at Montana, I'm like, woo, we better, let's go. $35, yeah. And then we walk past these tables, and dudes, uh, you know, and if you've ever seen these poker tables, people are, like, laying out $100 bills, like nothing. Like, they're $1 bills. But if you want to win big, you got to bet big. If you want to win big, you got to bet big. In your relationship with Christ, if you want to win big, you got to bet big. Here's what he did with us. While we were powerless, while we were acting up, while we were like, I don't want that, he said, I'm going to bet my life on you. I'm going to bet my life on you that you can do better. That you will be better. I'm going to bet big. I'm all in. He pushes all his chips in, and I'm betting on you. When we were at his worst, he pushes all his chips in and bets on you. And if he wants to win, because he knew, if I want to win big, I got to bet, I got I to gotta bet big. I'm going to bet everything on Daryl. Christ arrives at just the right time. He doesn't wait for us to get ready. He doesn't say, okay, guys, I'm going to start submitting to you when you start submitting to me. Or, or, it, it, he, and he's got every right to do that. He's like, guys, I can't bet on you until you guys, you know, you look better. You got something to offer me. He always, he makes, he makes extravagant sacrifices for us when we are far too weak to reciprocate. 
and we can't give him anything, anything he needs, and he gives us everything we need. And as time goes on, we learn to submit to him, giving him our love and our allegiance and our lives, and we surrender all. But even then, our sacrifice will seem small beside the treasure. Our sacrifice, small beside the treasure. And it's certainly, if you're a Jesus follower for more than 15 minutes, you know this. You can, you can devote your whole life to him, and when you get to the end of your life, your life will seem small beside the treasure of Christ forever. Make no mistake. Make no mistake about this. Christ has submitted to us far more than we will ever be able to submit to him. That is an example of the mutual submission that Christ has called us as Jesus followers. He says, do what I do. Follow me now. Come on. Follow me. Do this. Do it like this. Do it like this. Because at just the right time, when we were... He saved us. That's the way I want you to do it. And we obviously, we struggle with that. We struggle with that. I struggle with that. I struggle with that. And here's why. Here's why. In my most, like, my most important relationship with, with my wife, the reason why mutual submission is hard is this. I'm laser focused on what she's doing. <laughs> and when, uh, in, in my relationship with my kids, in my relationship with you guys, I'm laser focused on what you're doing. <laughs> Mutual submission is hard for me because I'm preoccupied with what you are doing. And I want to make sure, like, I don't want to, I don't want to submit too much because those guys, I got I to make sure they're, they're, less, they're getting up. We got to be close. We got to be close, right? And I say, I'm very glad to submit to anyone who does exactly what I want them to do and makes me feel exactly the way that I would, I'd like to feel. I'm super glad to submit to a person like that. And don't ask me to do anything I don't want to do and hold up their part of the deal. I'm glad to submit to a person like that. And we give ourselves an out to not submit to anyone who's doing less than that. And I don't have to submit to you because you're not submitting to me in the way that I want. And for Jesus followers, obviously, that's not how mutual submission works. And clearly, he, he, that's not what he has done for us. So when we're, we're, in, we're in a relationship that requires mutual submission from us, we cannot demand submission from the person we're submitting to. My, my, friend, uh, my friend wrote this. He says this. He says, any attempt within the body of Christ to enforce submission from others with the exception of children is a divisive work of the flesh and not of the spirit and is a denial of the freedom that we have in God's grace. But that's what I do. That's what I do. I try to force you to submit to me in the way that I like by withholding my submission until you do it. I'll wait till you do it and let me know. When we're in some kind of relationship, like we are in this church body together, or, or, or you're married to someone, or you're an employee of someone, or you're in some kind of relationship where there's commitment, if we want to be like Christ, we cannot try to force them to submit to us. We cannot, cannot do that. We can't sit around complaining that they're not submitting. We can't pout because they're not doing what we think they should. So what do we do? 
What do we do? Here's here's the the crux of it, right? What do we do when the person that we're submitting to isn't holding up their part of the bargain? Um, What do we do when when we're connected to someone who we view as less than worthy of our submission? That's what it comes down to, right? Okay, so one, um, especially true in our culture today. Um, and I, I, I know you probably hear me say this all the time, but I'm going to say it. So if you're being abused by someone, a couple things need to happen. You need to stay somewhere else. And number two, you need to tell on them. You need to, you need to talk to somebody about it. You need to, you need to bring it up. You, you need to say it out loud to somebody. And when you do that, when you do that, it's, it's a kind of, it's an act of submission because you're making their needs a priority by saying you are going to, you're going to help them get better by making it known to someone who can help them. Obviously that's an extreme situation. So now let me talk about everybody else. Second, let's, let's just admit submitting to someone who has less character than we do or, or less character than, you know, they, we think they have less character than us. Um, it's exhausting. It's excruciating. It's awful. It's, to, to say it's awful is an understatement. And if you are, if you are in a relationship with you, where you are submitting to someone, whether it's your boss or you know, whoever it is, and you think that they have less character than you, it's, it's difficult to bear. It's painful. Um, when your boss is consistently correcting you in front of your other coworkers and he's belittling you, awful. Um, when your parents are demanding obedience from you in areas where they're, they're, they're totally being hypocritical, difficult. Um, when your husband's pre- too preoccupied by work to even notice you, let alone submit to you, difficult. So, so let me say this. We should expect submission to be hard. You should, you should come to the table expecting submission to be hard. I've told most of you that I went, I went into marriage expecting, expecting it to be super easy, like a cakewalk. I'm like, I got this. I'm just going to be nothing. I'm going to show you guys what it's going to be nothing. And I think that one of the reasons why it has been so challenging is for me is my expectations. Like if I warn you before we do something or before we get into something, I'm like, listen, guys, this is going to be super hard. So recently, my, my family and I, we, we got tattoos together, and like a couple of my family members had tattoos already, and so they were hyping it up. They were like, woo, it's going to hurt. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real. And I saw, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm getting amped up. I don't want to cry in front of my kids. And so I'm, I'm, I'm getting in there, and she, the, the lady starts doing the tattoo, and she's like, okay, I'm going to this part. And then she's like, okay, I'm done. And I'm like, that was nothing. Shoot. Let's do it again. Do this one. I mean, I, 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 was, I was mentally amped up for it because they said, this is going to be hard. And I think that one of the reasons why submission is so difficult for us is because we walk into it and be like, well, this shouldn't be very difficult, right? Mutual submission is difficult. And it can be ugly and hard. So maybe if, maybe if we get on the same page about that going into it right now, when you get into it, maybe you'd be like, well, this wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. <laughs> I can do it if I expect it. I can, take a, I can take a punch in the face, but it has to be something when I expect so I can brace for it, right? 
Submission is going to be hard for most of us. It's supposed to be. And as you, as you bear the fight, if you get into it, you fight for it, not in your own strength, but you fight, you fight for it. So third, all submission to others is a direct outgrowth from our submission to the Lord. And here's, here's, here's why the submission, submission for, to other people is so difficult for many of us. We don't submit to the Lord. We don't do what he says. So why the heck would we expect to submit to other people if you're not submitting to Christ? And here's what I mean by that. When something, when something comes up that Christ wants you to do that's against what you would like or what you prefer, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to... All submission to others is an outgrowth of our submission to Christ. That's why we're instructed, submit to one another's out of reverence for Christ. That way, no matter how, no matter how you behave, my submission isn't based on your behavior. It's, a, it's based on Christ. It's based on his behavior towards me, which we've already established. He's out submitting me like crazy. So I'm trying to catch up to him. So for our last few minutes together, I, I, I want to read a section of verses to you that details what submission should look like. And you won't get it perfect, and I won't do it perfect. I, I, I'm with that, um, and we're going to fail. And, and, and uh, what, I, what I want for us to do is just hold up this, this standard again and again. This is, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm hunting for. This is what I'm trying for. Before I read this, this standard or what it means to submit, I, I want you to think of a specific relationship. Love for you to think of a specific relationship where it's difficult for you to submit. Maybe that comes to your mind super quickly. I want to give you. For some of you, it's difficult for you to submit to your parents. You can't do anything without arguing or complaining to them. Some of you, spouses come to mind. Um, for some of you, your, your, your bosses. Are, I, some, for maybe for, for some of you, submitting to our church elders, the elders of our church, and following their lead. Uh, oh, and attached, to, and attached to that, submitting to the needs of uh, the other church members in our, in our church family, um, especially through all this social distancing and mask wearing and COVID, you know, you're completely over it and you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to think about it, etc. And or, or on the other side, you're not willing to do anything or lift a finger or you're, 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 you're out. You don't, want to, you don't want to be connected to our church family until this whole party's over. I get it. Would you think, before I read this, would you think of a specific relationship where mutual submission is difficult? Listen to this. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Never lacking in zeal. That means not, I'm not, not lacking in, a, in fight. I got fight in me. Because you keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be faithful in prayer. I'm praying through this, the mutual submission that I got to be doing. Sharing with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And in, in, in Ann Arbor, most of us in this church family, we're not going to have the kinds of needs that you can easily give. But we've got other kinds of needs that you can meet. 
Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with each other. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position, of people who you think don't have the kind of character that you do, or people who you think don't submit the kind of way that you would like or you're, that you're doing for them. Don't be conceited. Don't be conceited. And then don't repay anyone evil for evil, but be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, if it's possible, and again, so we should say, when, when he says if it's possible, it's because it ain't always possible. But if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath for it's written. It's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do love this last one. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When evil comes my way, I won't let it overcome me. I will overcome it with good. When I think about mutual submission in my relationships, I begin with my own submission looking like this. Not because not your submission looks like this. It's none of my business what you're doing, but because this is what Christ's submission to me looks like when I'm trying to match him. So, Listen to this, listen to this. The fleshly mind finds it hard to understand and accept Jesus' lesson here, that voluntary submission to others in servanthood is not an act of weakness, but of strength, not a surrendering of individual worth, but an affirmation of it in a more profound way that any human exercise of power and prerogative could ever establish. So in just a few minutes, we're gonna take communion together to, and, and, and as we do, I, I, want you to, I want to think about mutual submission, the relationship between us and Christ. To think more about how he has submitted to you than you've been able to submit to him. And when I think about the greatness of my sin up next to the greatness of his love, it, it, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to accept. But once you think about that now, I, I want you to think about your most important relationships that require submission from you. And I want you to, I want to ask you, I want to ask that you submit in that relationship as recklessly as Christ has submitted to you. I want you to, to, to come to that relationship table and I want you to push all the chips in and say, if I want to win big, I got to bet big. Don't be stingy, be all in, be all in. And, and most certainly, I, I, I think that I wouldn't be doing you a favor by not mentioning that applies in this family. I would love for you to push all your chips in on the table and say, I'm all in. Mutual submission. I'm going to submit even if nobody submits to me. I wonder if that, if, if we did that, that would change the relationships that we, uh, <laughs> that we struggle with so much. After I pray, um, take me whenever you're ready. Christine and Johannes, they'll, they'll play instrumentally during this time. 
Let me read the verse again. And then uh, I'll pray this out. Uh, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, blessed and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited, but do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as it depends on you, live with peace with everyone. And do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's will for it's written. It's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will keep burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Dear Father, Teach us to set our minds on things above. Set our minds on the picture that you've given us of what mutual submission looks like. It's excruciating for us. It's difficult for us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to do (laughs) this idea of surrendering all to you in reverence to you, our sub, every bit of our submission to any person on this earth will, will be fed from our submission to you and the Holy Spirit. I pray that as we take communion today, together today, that you, you will help us picture that. Picture, picture the drastic difference between our submission and yours and let it, let it inspire us in our submission to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information on our church, visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com.